Welcome to episode 48 of Pineapples and Thorns. I'm Kat, and with me tonight are Peter and Fado. Hey, guys. Evening. Hello. So this has been a pretty tough week for everybody, for the podcast community, and also for our little extended Clash family. We play a mobile game, Clash of Clans, and for many it may be just a time waster game. Not much to do outside of farming and mooring, but for many it's more than that. It's a community. And for those of us lucky enough, often a family of friends who become very close. And a week ago, we lost a member of our family, Hero, from Crystal to Join, and the co-host of the Only Clash podcast, in a tragic car accident. So it's, it's been really tough for the entire family, and his clanmates, and his friends, and, and, and his loved ones. And the outpouring of love for him and his family from the Clash community has been really what we in general, expected nothing short of amazing. And to honor Hero, the Crystal to Join guys decided to do a, a Hero Memorial War. And uh, everyone mm-hmm. who signed up, and, we, and was going to be a random spin, everyone who signed up was going to have to use Hero's attack, of course, the Blizzard opener. Yeah. I think he'd switched to dragons, but I think lots of guys tried Lalo and, and other stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. They did a random spin, but they matched Gideon's Keep, which is uh, part of the Klaus Gaming family catfish and mm-hmm. proverbs 31 and so those guys were chatting and they said you know it had filled up so fast that they they didn't get an opportunity right i guess they heard a day or two later mm-hmm. and uh but they just clambered together and were um basically going to uh hunt crystal to join to to match them for that war and really hiked it up which was uh fantastic mm-hmm. uh, they had guys from oh i forgot the name already uh quantum's web quantum's web right uh, Jesse Spoker was in there. He did a, a really good Blizz Lalo into Barch. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so of course, jumping ahead a little bit, but Carl decided to stream for a couple hours. I wasn't able to get my attacks in on stream. I was just arriving into the house at the time, but uh, I got to listen to it. He had a he had a good stream going. I think I saw money as 55, 56 people in at a time. Yeah, it was it was a great stream. It was really great. It was really great. And then also to go along with that, oh, and of course, Crystal to join won that war uh, for Hero, which was very mm-hmm. nice. Uh, Trample Damage, you know, who was on the periphery of the C2J guys, he um, he has offered as a creator, content creator, to donate his creator portion of all the gold pass, all the, all the purchases, if you use Code Trample for the month of January. So that's, use Code Trample. Uh, there's been some new skins and a new scenery released. Kat, did you mm-hmm. buy? Did you buy that new scenery? I I bought the scenery. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. I must say, I spent some time actually just kind of watching the the screen with the shadow puppets on it today. <laughs> <laughs> Mesmerizing. And how about you, Fado? What do you think of that furry uh, hero skin? Uh, yiff is what I would say to that. <laughs> it's yiffy tastic. Oh boy. Okay. How about you, Peter? Did you buy any of that? I have not bought any of it yet. Uh, there is a uh, hero book. Uh, what else is in there? A hero book something combo that I have my eye on to keep my pets rolling along. But use code Trample if you buy anything, people. And you know, right to the end of January, Trample's uh, Trample's being very generous. So thanks to him for sure. You know, um, all these events unfolded after January first, so a lot of gold passes had been bought. Yeah, but what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and buy a couple of those packs that I otherwise probably wouldn't, just so you know, 
to as a thank you to Trample and a thank you mm-hmm. and a and a in appreciation of of all that Hero meant to to all of us. That's a great idea. Yeah, fantastic idea. You got some CFF news for us? I do. Well? Uh, starting with uh, SCWL in Redthorn. So, um, of course, we were made it up to Champs 2 this month, and Chris Luda Join was also in Champs 2, so we had the bright idea to spin at the same time and just see if we could, uh, you know, get a match. I think uh, Ace spun for C2J, and, and they matched in about 12 and a half seconds, and mm-hmm. poor, poor Cat, consistent with <laughs> our uh, theme of long spins, uh, we had about, a, I think, a 13 or 14 hour spin, so... War started in the middle of the morning or very early morning, probably right on time for Lolly getting up. Yeah, it worked out well for her. I think it's probably because, you know, we're in Canada or something and um, our clan is set to Canada. <laughs> maybe, maybe that was it. I don't know. Um, it's crazy to think that, you know, who knows what is going on in those algorithms. But at the end of the day, Pat's or Cat's power just transcends all other attempts to to do things the way we would like. <laughs> I mean, they were probably like, they probably knew cat hit the spin button. So they're like, all right, we got to just round up all the clans, seven all the clans Canadian clans. Yeah. Or set. No, seven clans that were demoted from champs one. Oh yeah. <laughs> People are really angry. Actually, we started out really strong. Uh, vodka soda mm-hmm. was running the lineup for me this week or this month or for us, excuse me. And, uh, we, we we ended up really starting out strong. We were contending for first. Um, we did end up finishing in fourth, according to VS, with one less one star and a two star on a missed hit. Uh, we could have actually promoted into champs one. It was that close. So yeah, that's amazing. kudos to those guys. Yeah, they did really, yeah. really, really well. Now, as I was parked in TGF for that week, was there a war lost because of a missed hit or anything like that? Or was it just that tight in those places uh, that war was lost yeah boo yeah. yeah yeah a little bit of heartache but it's just growing pains we'll exactly. get there hey we managed to hang on which was something because i think poor crystal to join got demoted yeah you know the end of their week was uh a li- it put in a little turmoil so uh totally understandable mm-hmm. in tgf though we did end up placing second um it was hard fought also stars for second third and fourth were 259, 259, and 258, respectively. Wow. So we basically had the destruction advantage um, of just over 300. So third place, third place was just about 300 destruction percentage behind us. So that was really great in TGF. That's super close. Yeah. Uh, the rated was running a mixed breakdown of 15, 14s, and 13s. Uh, and they managed to promote from Masters 3 up to Masters 2. Mm-hmm. And they finished in first place with 305 stars, which was you know, pretty good, I thought. It's pretty amazing. Uh, well, I got a lot of dipping in that week. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I had a boy fatal. <laughs> um, Dark Allegiance also finished first with 510 stars. Uh, we had some last minute scrambling to get up to 30 there. and But we still stayed 17 stars ahead of the second place team. So... Um, that team also happened to smack us in the head to head. They had a bunch of 15s and we only run mm-hmm. 12s and stuff. So it was good. Lots of fun. Uh, the Royal Rumbles are coming back. Uh, Town Hall 14 will run in mid February and then we'll redo Town Hall 15, or excuse me, we'll be redoing Town Hall 14 in mid February. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have the uh, inaugural Town Hall 15 Royal Rumble in mid March. 
Nice. Uh, so look forward to signing up for those ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is coming? Oh, um, Crystal to Join is going to redo the Pepsi versus Coke Wars. This one is actually going to be a draft war. If you have any interest in throwing your hat in the ring, you need to sign up in the C2J server. Um, and then the filling teams will be fast. drafted. It's filling up fast. Yes. Yes. But we need 100 people. Well, I guess we can handle up to 100 people. So mm-hmm. get in there, people. It's another fun event. Uh, Ace has already started. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, they're going at each other. That's for sure. <laughs> And then, Fado, I know this one's going to be really interesting to you. Reddit is hosting a Builder Hall 9 single elimination tournament. Where? Sign me up. Yep. <laughs> uh, the entire tournament will be done through friendly challenges, much like we do our Royal Rumbles. Each match will require players to join a clan at a specific time to attack. And anyone who doesn't show up will be disqualified. And everybody will get one attempt per match. So much like uh, the CFF does with the Royal Rumbles, just this one will be through Reddit and for Builder Base. That's what been else? done before, like a Builder Base tournament. I don't yeah. think so. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm interesting. I, who who wants to do that? I'm not sure. I guess there's people that still want to do that. I think they had 128 signups already. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. What else is interesting? Oh, Red Thorn is just about 25 wins away from 600. And the rated is just over 25 wins away from 400 wins. So stay tuned. We're going to make an event out of both of those milestones. And I think that is all I have. All right. Let's talk a bit of Clash, Fado. All right. Yeah. So making some waves in the past week or so, Judah Sloth released his um, most desired changes, upgrades, uh, enhancements, what have you, for Clash of Clans, his wish list. And it's it's kind of interesting because as we is anyone who watched that and who listens has probably heard us talking about you know some some form of some of these so um without further ado any thoughts on the ability to fc or attack your own base cat yes definitely i think that would be a, a great little quality of life improvement you know you have people on maybe they're on at strange times that of the North American night, like you might have some UK members or members in other time zones and, and they come on and there's nobody to FC with. Well, if they want to test a base, how do they do that? Mm-hmm. Peter, I'm thinking back to when we had the, uh, the pros in the clan, uh, ah, Lexnos came in, right? And he had to bring in a second mm-hmm. account to show us how he would attack his own base. Right. You know, that would just be a really, really neat thing for the Clash universities and those guys where they could just say, hey, this is how I would attack this base and, and let you see it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good point. And another thing that he mentioned um, was the ability to boost your pet house. That's um, something that is missing. There is no book. There is no potion. There's nothing to speed up the pet house except green elixir what do you think of that peter uh, you know what i i don't mind it mostly because right now it's town hall 15 i'm i still have all six builders going i can still upgrade a pet as soon as i have enough dark so although we've talked about a potion of whatever we're going to call it pet pet uh acceleration i don't know what we were going to call it but yeah, that would like, still be a nice feature oh like a pet growth hormone uh, that's exactly <laughs> Okay, yeah, so we want to delve into the dark arts and black markets and whatnot. Um, so, Peter, we'll get out of the cl- criminal line of thinking and go to Kat, who's just, you know, peachy clean. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, I think having a potion would be nice to 
to be able to speed up because you have a potion for speeding up the lab. So yeah, they, why not? Yeah. The pet house. They could wedge, I mean, they could even wedge it in with the research potion, right? You could say like, oh, whenever oh, you, yeah. you use a research potion, your lab and your pet house um, go on, you know, steroids and back to the you know, things that the unsavory parts of clash we'd rather not delve into but <laughs> so yeah i think it's definitely something that they should look into if they're not already all right stop me if you've heard this one before the ability to cancel <laughs> a super troop what do you think peter want it love it need it you know sometimes uh, i i dabbled with uh, super miners there and of course uh what was the companion true oh and sneaky gobs always right but mm-hmm. then you know i want to go back to doing my little e-titan crash thing so i need super wall breakers back so yeah i wouldn't mind and how about you cat have you ever found yourself in a position where especially like in a C- cwl week oh, tell us about that yeah i mean you know like judah was saying you generally you unlock you know your super wall breakers because you need those right it's almost a given that unless you're doing some kind of air attack that for some weird reason, you don't need to break walls to get your heroes in. Then you're stuck with that. Plus, I don't know, say you unlocked super dragons or super bowlers. You're stuck with those for at least three days. So if you come across a base that screams, oh, I need su- I need some super gobs for this, you know, um, or jeepers, I could really use an ice hound, you mm-hmm. know. And let's face it, not everybody is going to gem, let's say Super Archer, right? Super Archer Blimp is still mm-hmm. really popular in Redthorn. We're having to gem those because no one has them unlocked. Yes. So it would be nice that, you know, if you have Dark Elixir, you could just unlock them. Yeah. Donate those Super Archers for the war and then cancel and carry on with your sneaky gobs or whatever you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, and yeah. before they changed the way that worked um, a couple updates ago, you know, I found myself dragging a mini into the clan or visiting my minis clan where I would always have, you know, you know, I don't war very much on that account. So I would just unlock, you know, the 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 super troops that people seem to be requesting the most often that also weren't unlocked. Super yeah. whiz, for example. Super whiz, yeah. Big time. The next thing he talked about, and I have a lot of thoughts on this as a programmer, but I'm going to try and not delve into this myself too much um, <laughs> at least in front of you guys but the ability to choose what town hall level you would like to um, do friendly challenges at so you know let's say you have a clan that's got a pretty mixed breakdown and your town hall 12 guy is like hey i need to practice this attack against a town hall 12 well wouldn't it be neato as a 13 14 or 15 that you could somehow post a town hall 12 friendly challenge what Mm -hmm. do you make of that cat i love that idea it's you know i'm not sure the you know the logistics of the programming end of it to make it work but you know you've gone through all these levels you know you want to help out your your clan mate but you're stuck because you're a max 15 for example and and there's nobody else on so this person you can't say well you know jeepers i i went through that level these attacks really work for me why don't we do some practice attacks you know yeah and you know judo even mentioned maybe you could have a clan leaderboard for fcs or clan Mm -hmm. tournaments with fcs uh peter did you have any thoughts on that actually i really like this idea Uh, i am not a big fc'er i'm in legends league so i get enough attacking in i feel 
or not enough, but it's all I can do to get them all in anyway. But I think there are a lot of people that are very into FCs, and I think it would be a um, a way of promoting practice. I know a lot of people are struggling with Town Hall 15, but they're not really, you know, they're attacking in wars, but maybe not getting the reps in. So maybe seeing their name at the top of that FC board could uh, encourage them to practice a little more. Mm-hmm. And, and it could sort of encourage activity in-game as well, you know, because if you have people doing friendly challenges there, there's like this leaderboard, like clan leadership could maybe like run some contests or something, you know, saying, you know, whoever's at the top at the end of the season gets a, you know, a gold pass or Something, nitro yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Oh, a fruit basket. Um, <laughs> so, you know, one of, the, one of the difficulties I could see with this is if, let's say, you're a rushed 14 or 15, and you're four levels behind on some archer towers or something like that. I mean, you've built all the buildings so you can advance, but you just haven't maxed anything. How would you drop down to, say, a as a 15, you're four archer tower levels behind? If you were to do a 14, say, I want to be a 14 for this FC, and somewhere like in this imaginary world that's great, Supercell has provided base slots for for specific town hall levels. Um, so my, I, I can use my TH14 base slots, but what Archer Tower level are those, right? Um, are they still four level behinds, four levels behind the max of a 14? Or do hmm. we just, you know what I mean? There, it gets, yeah. it gets a little tricky there, and that's way where, to rain on the parade, Fatal. That's where my developer <laughs> spidey sense starts, like spending, <laughs> sending tingles up my spine. But yeah. at any rate, we've, you know, we went through this game a certain way, right? I mean, mm-hmm. probably stopped rushing our own main bases around Town Hall Eight, right? Even, yep. And even then, like back in the day, it didn't take all that much to get to Town Hall 8, even without all the potions and books. Um, so, you know, to, to people like us, we're like, oh, let's just roll with it. Let's do it. And I can see how it would be complicated for them. But, and like you said, and I think there are other things. We remember playing the Town Hall 9 game in Clash of Clans <laughs> circa 2014 or so, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a lot different now. Um, you would have to find a way to have like the old rule set put in place. Um, would we would be able to block certain troops? Like you could only donate town hall nine or even 10 level troops or something. Um, I think right now to an, uh, you know, a town hall, I I don't know how they, they do cap the level you can donate to them, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if it's capped. Like you can say, okay, donation levels capped at Town Hall 10 as an additional like setting. That would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But even then, like a lot of the AI has been updated since then, hopefully for the better in the background. But um, I, I do wonder what that would be like. But I could go, as you can tell, nightmare. I could go on and on about that. So why don't we just move forward with one of another of our common complaints why can't we use heroes for FCs and wars and everything else while they're upgrading? So Judo said, let's just use them at their existing levels or even have the ability to pause the upgrade. Um, so Peter, what's your take on that? Yes. Uh, I, though, am a dirty gemmer, right? I, I won't put a hero down unless I have a book or enough gems to wake them right back up. Because I like the war part of it. You know, I sitting out for a week is not really my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
yeah, I think it's a great idea for the free-to-play people. Uh, somebody we were talking to recently, Kronk, right? Kronk's in because he's only spent yep. maybe 100 bucks on this game his whole life, like 10 years, which is amazing to me because um, it's just not how I think to play. But yeah, I think it's a good, nice thing to do. Hey, you think with all the royalty money he gets from Disney, you have a little more to spend. <laughs> Seriously, I know. But he must spend it on haircuts, right? <laughs> all right, what do you say, Cat, to your heroes? Definitely. Um, for anybody who's tried to do a war with any of the heroes down it's once once you get used to sort of playing with with that hero like whether you know, particularly the queen and the warden yeah, and you the know warden trying fire. trying to war without them even if you're dipping it's so difficult mm-hmm. i think that, town hall you know, to, yeah town hall nine might be the last one where you have a chance of tripling without your yeah heroes. Um, yeah because you can spam a lalo and against the right base it's not like a, a general rule but mm-hmm. it can be done definitely yeah i especially like when you get up to 13 14 15 it's forget about it you're better off to sit out yeah which again is tough to do war sceneries cat i know you're probably want to run with this one so have at it well there was a a, a war scenery mm-hmm. that they did release and i did buy it i i think it'd be I oh, think the war when, maps? Excuse me, is this war sceneries or war maps? I might have misunderstood uh, his thing. It's the war, he was talking about the war map itself. You know, they have that kind of... Uh, yeah, the broken town halls and the yeah. kind of the trail between them. Yeah. So he was looking at some kind of a customizable skin for that. And I think that's never going to happen. Oh, that'd be so cool if we could make our own. But then again, like, how do you stop, like, someone like me from just putting a bunch of naughty words on the scenery, right? <laughs> that would never happen. No, not in our clan. I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe they'd figure out a way to dump a bunch of asterisks on that. Like <laughs> they do in clan chat. Um, with, speaking of before I asked Peter about the, the war map stuff, we did have a really funny incident <laughs> today. I don't even know what Royd was trying to say, but <laughs> he had about three separate lines of a lot of asterisks and he, he just, <laughs> he put it in, in different terms, but <laughs> it was just, it was a real moment of hilarity. And yeah, I really appreciate you, Royd. <laughs> so well, Peter... Well- yeah, oh god, I'm sorry, Kat, go ahead. I was gonna say let's uh, slot that in on the wish list is please supercell please fix that glitch. Fix the chat. <laughs> Unless Royd was really putting something <laughs> that no one needed to read in there. Um sacrificing chickens or God only knows. Um <laughs> sorry for all the poultry people, but um anyway, Peter, customizable war map. What say the I don't need that. I, I understand why he maybe m- would like it, but to me, that is the war map. Now I, I know how to navigate it. I see, I see it's mm-hmm. very clear to me. So not high on my list, but I, I can appreciate other people would want the change. Yeah. You know, I really wish they would also take a look at that specifically for, I think it's, is it the CWL war map where it's really easy to click on oh, the wrong yes. place? Yeah, I they overlap really too much. Only the CWL war map, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think I might have told this story a couple months ago, but I, I, I think I told it on voice, but not on the podcast that I actually had that happen to me in CWL and I was the 14th of 15 attackers oh and it just so happened that the one it overlapped with was also unhit. 
it was just the biggest fluke. I mean, and at that point, you're like, well, this is not the base I called. And I'm just used to just hit attack, whatever. Right. Always attack from scout. Always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you three-starred that base, though, didn't you, Fado? I uh, sure after a yep, couple yep, of attempts, yeah, yep. yeah. If you add up the stars, um, <laughs> add a boy. Builder base two point cat. What I mean, all we know is something's coming. Yeah, there's been nothing released on that. They just keep teasing it, which I know has everyone super excited because I'm sure it'll be a massive update. Yeah, and you know, I went to you for answers, cat, not for hopes and dreams. So, w- what really is it? You should know. You're plugged in. You get the gift boxes. I'm it's just going to be pie in the sky. I'm sure. No idea. <laughs> a second, a second hero is probably what the 2.0 stands for. Um, oh my gosh, Peter. Um, so I, I know your answer is going to be well. Wait and see. So I'm going to pose it to you a different way. How long did it take for you to kind of burn out on uh, on Builder Base 1.0? Um. Never, I don't think, you know, because uh, clan games were involved in uh, builder base, like to, to get up your, your gold pass quicker. So mm-hmm. it, I remember that day on the on the podcast, though, when I said, oh, my gosh, I finished builder base every mm-hmm. wall and everything. So just happens. And, yeah, I think I, I stopped taking it as seriously as soon as I on, on any account except my main. Uh, my main, I did like I was diligent. Um but on any mini, the second I got the six builder, I was just like, whatever happens with clan games and whatnot happens. Well, how many how many builder base uh, six builders do you have then? Well, it used to be three, and then one of the accounts got hacked, so it's just. Ugh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it it happens. How about you, Fado? How do you feel about new and improved builder base? What do you think? What do you think we're going to get? Well, I, I think it's going to be more like Legends um, in some way, where it will define a handful of bases in your um, in your range to hit, um, and you'll get a certain amount of hits a day. You know, I don't know how they'll do the win bonus, um, if that will go away, um, because right now you can't really loot another base. You either win or lose, and right. you take yeah. all the loot. Um, so, how would you I, feel about builder base wars? No. <laughs> I I think I, I I'll tell you there's there's definitely an audience for that, but that's not me. Um they I I with Clan Capital coming in and the importance of maybe not so much advancing, but um getting the raid medals up, that's really important because raid medals can be raid medals is the one way you can get Dark Elixir without spending any money. Um, yes. obviously outside of farming outside of farming but you you cannot buy um you cannot buy it from the builder it, you you can buy 2.5 million from the builder real cheaply with um a oh, watch call it the CWL raid medals but from right. you know it it's so that that is actually come in pretty helpful you know when at those times i get busy and let's say you're also you're upgrading a king and a queen and keeping the pet house busy um, those raid medals come in real handy. Um, yes. Yeah, sure. So yeah, um, seasonal challenges, special events. What do you think about making those perpetually available, like in the single player screen? How about we go with Cat on this one? I kind of like it because, you know, some of the things that they've come up with are pretty fun and challenging. And for whatever reason, maybe people didn't have a chance to 
get them done during the first time that they were released, you know, um, so it would be nice to revisit them and maybe not have the prizes that uh, the, that were available when they first came out, but at least have them up there so that you can play around and, and try, you know, your mass skelly spell attacks again, all that stuff. You know, Dudo had mentioned they put a lot of work into developing these things. It's kind of a shame to just see them disappear. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. He pointed out how personal it was and he, you know, because he, he put work into it and it, he thought, mm-hmm. he just thought it kind of stinks that, you know, this content that I spent time on, you know, just kind of goes gone. into the ether. Yeah. So w- yeah. What do you think, Peter? I mean, have you, uh, do you have any objections to that from judo or any thoughts to enhance it? I like the idea. I think it would allow the YouTube creators, you know, the guys that say, oh, I'll beat the base this way. Um, you know, those videos would get back and played again. Uh, so it might help those guys out just from a, uh, you know, number of views point of view. And they're fun. They're tough sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I can do them. Sometimes I cannot do them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the particularly um, interesting ones are always the ones where they rip them right out of like worlds. Hey, you know, this guy tripled this base in world finals. How about you? And I'm just yeah. like, are you kidding me? How many sieges are you giving me? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I need two queens. <laughs> <laughs> that one uh, from the lunar challenge today is is pretty tough it's like it's tricky i won't say it's tough because they give you a, a level 68 king and a level 80 queen i'm not too sure what level she is okay but no warden or anything and there is just there are so many traps there's so many teslas hey don't spoil it for me i haven't done it yet Kat. okay well i haven't finished it yet either all right, mini games during maintenance, Peter. Interesting idea. I am already finding Clash of Clans very busy, so when maintenance drops, I actually go out and do real life stuff like vacuum or uh, did the dishes or something like that. So <laughs> I, I would prefer them not put extra stuff into the game, but I can see that it would be very nice to keep people engaged with their game if they could pull that off. Now, what if the mini game was about vacuuming? I'd be all in there. All right. Virtual virtual vacuuming, yes. All right, Kat. How about you? Virtual cookie baking or or what 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 kind of things would you like to see um yeah. them add? I don't think they need to add anything on that end of it. Like Peter says, if if there's a maintenance break, it's usually pretty short and then I like I'll go do something else. If it's a, if it's a long one, then you know, I'll just go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and it and you know at the end of the day what it does do? It will take time away from developers. Yeah. True. And we want content for the main village. Oh, I thought you were going to say Builder Base 2.0. Shush. The ability to filter the heck out of the Legend League leaderboard. Add more, you know, um, add more than just in my country and global. So can you filter by a town hall level Um, and any other things they could filter on? That would be neat. And I kind of, don't really see that one would be super easy to implement. I think. What do you say, Peter? I think so. Um, and yes, I would like to be able to see. I don't, and I don't know how they would do this, but the, uh, the content creators again. Where do they stand on the leaderboards? Um, I know some of the names like Stars and those guys push hard, and I would need to kind of follow them more easily. Wow, you just gave me a great idea. As part no. of that, as part of these leaderboards, why wouldn't they have like creator codes somewhere in that list? 
sure if if they're available or you know some sort of an indic like even badges for like world world participant or something like that yeah uh, it's a great idea i mean what gaku right we already see that on his uh youtube channel right his mm-hmm. race to number one let us find him easy mm-hmm. interesting additional metadata for a player Interesting. So I guess the, the trick there is that I wouldn't make my YouTube link something to that was, um, you know, R rated. <laughs> so, uh, what do you think, Kat? Any, any additional filters you'd like to see or ways of looking at legends or even mm. just players in general? I think it, the ability to filter by town hall is interesting. It's not critical to the game, but I can see it. It would be, really interesting for people to say well how many town hall 12s are there up in legends like how many town hall nines because we know there are people at town hall nine and lower that do make it up there uh so it's it's kind of just a a novelty and a kind of a curiosity from my point of view but it would be interesting for them to have a sort of a current list of content creators and codes for people who you know who can i support you know there that like everybody knows the big names, but there's a lot of smaller content creators, like you know maybe Trample Damage isn't as as well known as some of people like Judo and Itsu, but you know people who want to support lesser known content creators, how do they find them? That's right. So it would be nice to have something like that. Yeah, and then then Cat, his next idea was rewind for replays on attacks. Um, Joel and I at one point in time geeked out and talked about why they don't do this but that's not important let's talk about <laughs> it if we could have it or what it would take I, i'm telling you it would they'd have to move mountains based on how they've done it but forget that's not important how important would it be how good of an enhancement would it be if they were to provide this um from from my point of view there was a time when it would have been really really great back in the days when i had to watch replays and build rebuild the base during league Oh, yes. You're trying to rebuild a base and find all the traps and you'd watch it to a certain point and then you'd have to go back out and rewatch it again to, well, where's the tornado trap? Got to find it. Let's go back and rewatch it again instead of being able to rewind. And so um, now with, you know, people having the ability to copy bases from links, it's not quite as critical. But I did a while back have to, we had struggled on a base in a war. And so I went back and built it. (laughs) <laughs> it brought, brought back all those memories of, okay, got to rewatch the base again to find the drop. So, uh, oh yeah, and and I'm one tile off on exactly. all this stuff, and so thankfully I can move the entire base one tile to one side yeah. now. Yes, but I think for content creators, it might be really useful if they're putting something uh, something together for YouTube or whatever, and they want to rewatch something quickly. You know, that that might come in handy for them. I yeah, love Pete. the idea personally because, you know, we often say, what the heck killed my super whiz, right? Oh, yeah. And then you watch it and he's like, oh, I didn't see, you know? And then you watch again. No, it's the actual, it's the scatter shot, got a shot off or whatever. Yeah. I, I think rewinding would be very handy because to fast forward to that same spot again and it's a pain. Mm-hmm. And yes, we know why they can't do it because every time it's a live replay, this is really what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, um, yeah, it's really just... It's not a video file in the background. It's basically an XML file. And it, it exactly what point in time, at exactly what pixel on the screen was what unit dropped. Yeah. Um, 
So, you know, if it wouldn't take a, you know, they've got a lot of my gold pass money, right? <laughs> they've got a lot of my offer money. Can you take that so you could at least export an attack as a video file? You don't well, have apparently... to host it, Supercell. Just yeah, don't export. have to host yeah. it. That's right. Um, I've never, I, I play Clash Royale and I've never taken advantage of this, so I, I have to check it out. But um, he was mentioning that in Clash Royale, they do have the ability to rewind attacks. So he was wondering, it's the same company, they must use some of the same technology, right? I'm not sure how computer programs work, but, and I don't want to get into a detailed description, but, you know, if there's some... Well, pull up a chair, cat. <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't have that much time. <laughs> uh, uh, the last thing, um, a bunch of switches, options, toggles um, for setting up friendly wars. So not just against who and what size, but, you know, banning mm -hmm. types of troops and spells, um, you know, even, you know, setting a breakdown that you have to fill. It can't just be 15 bodies. It's got to be five 14s, five 13s, five 12s or something like that. Um, you know, and no scouting before attacking, <laughs> like even whew, that. So, um, you know, did you, did you like the list he provided? Did you think of something that he might've not listed? Um, what do you say, Peter? Yeah, I like the idea. I just, I think the community's already kind of done this just with their, um, groups, right? We did, uh, oh, I can't think of potluck. We did potlucks before, right? So everybody had to mm -hmm. run the same kind of breakdown. I think it would be handy for friendly wars to be able to say, this is exactly what we want to do. They already took away the, you know, two attacks, one attack. That was kind of nice. I'm, I wouldn't say no if they did it, but I don't think they should waste their resources providing it. Mm -hmm. How about you, Kat? Yeah, I think uh, I think it's, it's a really cool idea, and it's something that I think the war community would love, people who participate in the various leagues and tournaments. I think it would be really handy for them, for the community at large. I don't see anybody making use of it, you know, for the average clan out there. Most of them don't do friendly wars in the first place. So yeah. How about you, Fado? Well, yeah, I, you know, it's interesting. It, they seem like they'd be easy to add. Um, but again, like, I think you guys have already spelled this out really well. Like the people who manage the leagues um, really have a good handle on this. The leaders in these leagues generally are mature enough not to, you know, do something silly um, and put the wrong breakout in. And even if there is a wrong breakout, a lot of times they can, the leaders can work it out without even going to an admin saying, you know, this person won't hit and that person won't hit. And I know that stinks, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you're excited for your war, you're anxious for your league war and suddenly you can't hit, but yeah, we've been dealing with that, you know, dealing with that forever um it, we even see it when streamers somehow get spun in on you know the, <laughs> the five on fives um so you know maybe they could fix that <laughs> but you know yeah i guess when i look back at all of this um i would love for them to come forward and say and respond to judo and say okay you know these you know these things just aren't a priority and they're never going to happen and, and why right don't just say never going to happen with the heroes upgrading because they've said that a hundred times. Mm -hmm. um, tell us why, 
and and I don't need you to see, I'm not trying to get you to say because we're, you know, callous capitalists and we want your money. But, you know, just say, well, there's a strategic decision and and this is what we're sticking to and and mm-hmm. the rationale is this. And if it or it's not practical. To, yeah. Yeah. Um so I'd love for them to be able to respond because judo has helped um them has helped grow this game a lot. And he's helped so it would and he's done been a streamer for them um it's not like he hasn't gotten anything out of it i'm not i'm not saying that in a negative way at all like he's been able to travel places and cast from you know on location um he's got a creator code but at the end of the day like he has an audience and a large one so mm-hmm. i would love to hear them be transparent enough and say okay some of these are great ideas. Some of these are good ideas, but not feasible. And some of these are completely um, off the table. And here's why. That'd be great. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Yeah. So I wanted to talk a little bit. Uh, you know, we talk about the game and and uh, our friends and that. And what makes Clash of Clans the type of game that can bring such a diverse people into a small group? And you grow to get to know each other over time and you start to care about each other. What binds us together? You know, the game, but what else? Inside jokes. <laughs> Definitely your um, sense of humor. Absolutely. Can you laugh at yourself? Um, how, do you, how do you behave in game, right? You could have someone who's a triple artist, um, but who doesn't, either doesn't communicate enough or is toxic. Like that's not what our clan's ever been about, and it's just it's birds of a feather, right? You find mm-hmm. you find the people that you're most like, um, or and you can get along with, and, and I, that's that's always been. And I know anyone listening, a long time listener of this, has heard this a hundred times. Well, here for a hundred first, good people make good clans. Yep. So yes. my my sort of question. And I probably didn't make this clear enough. Is so you, a lot of people play multiple games. Like you might play Call of Duty or you know Destiny or whatever Clash Royale. Clash of Clans seems to be quite unique. You know, you you have clans and clan families and strangers that just come. You know, something happens and they they get together and they support each other. You know that War for Hero. Uh, there's been other events. What is it about Clash of Clans itself that seems to to be that? I don't see that in other games. I think it could be the demographic that Clash of Clans is kind of held on to. I mean, we're not the 17, 18-year-olds, right? We're mm-hmm. older people. <laughs> but want a competitive thing. But I, at the same time, we want those shared experiences, right? They, like um, today with Royd and, and the asterisks, you know, it's just, it, it mm-hmm. became funny. We're going to, we're going to now go, I'm going to go into chat and just start putting stars and say Royd and then put a bunch of stars <laughs> and just see what he comes back with just for fun because it's funny. Right. And, and, and it's, yeah. and it's camaraderie and other stuff we've done. Like we're just together doing it. Uh, we've all been through the town hall nine archer queen grind back before uh, CWL medals, right? That that was a grind, and everyone here has done that grind. Um, so it's it's shared experience. Yeah, I I don't know if it's exclusive to Clash because a long time ago I played Unreal Tournament, the original one, like came out in '99, I think, and 
I played with the same people for years and it, there weren't as, it wasn't as easy to keep in touch back then. There were message mm-hmm. boards and IRC. There was no discord. Um, there was, Oh God, what was the team team? Something that was, that was like the voice chat we would use during games. And it was a first, you know, unreal term. It's first person shooter. And I, I, maybe it's, it's your outlook on what the game is to you. If that makes sense, because mm-hmm. I, I know my limitations, right? I, I am what I am as an attacker. Um, and, but you know, if, if it was just my attacking, that was the enjoyment of this diversion for me, then I would, I would have quit a long time ago. In fact, mm. I did quit. Um, and I came back because, of, you know, without COVID, I don't know if I ever would have come back. But when I came back, there was a really the softest of soft landing spots for me because of the relationships I had built up before I quit. Mm-hmm. Um, so and that's that's how I've always viewed it, like doing it with people who, you know, the shared experience, as Peter said, you know, and and good people. It's not, you know. Hey, he's a good attacker, so he's a good person. It's no; these are people that are asking after each other. These are people that aren't flipping out on each other when something doesn't go our way, um, and that's the kind of environment that's good for me. Yeah, and I don't. I think talk apps like Discord and whatever other clans may use sort of help build on that relationship. Um, you know, it's a great way of communicating a little more in depth than what the game itself allows. Uh, You know, leadership can communicate with each other. And one thing that I sort of wanted to ask our our listeners about is, you know, what do clans do if a a member or even a leader suddenly disappears? I know Supercell a few years ago introduced a feature where if the clan leader is inactive for, I think it's 90 days straight, then the leader title passes on to a co-leader. And Discord doesn't have that kind of planning feature that I'm aware of. Uh, you know, you are the server owner. So if all of a sudden you go silent, you know, does the clan just have to, or the group just have to sort of carry on or build a completely new server? Um, interested to hear what some of our, our listeners might have experienced, you know, and they can message us on Twitter and I'll give that information at the close of the show. You know, and, and I know... As leaders, we also have times on Discord where people reach out to us with different things that they're they're going through, like anger, stress, conflicts, like whether it's in game or otherwise. Like, how does clan leadership best approach those type of issues, Peter? Well, I'm gonna uh, yeah, sorry, Fado, I'm gonna jump in. I think it needs to be almost a collective thing because although it's an individual coming to another individual, there are a lot of um, dynamics within the clan sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, when when I get those queries, sometimes I'm just, you know, try to let the person see the other side of it. Um, but I think it's important that as a group of leaders that we talk through that these things are happening in clan, mm-hmm. um, especially especially when it's clan based uh, conflict, right? Uh, somebody jumped my call, or or they're not donating yeah. their troops, right? You know, when it when it the squeaky wheel gets the grease, you know, the first couple of times you just got to let it squeak, though it's not easy. Okay. We got our own lives to lead, and then and then to run yeah. the clan on top of it is is time consuming. Mm-hmm. But you know, as as part of being a leader, co leader, what have you, you, you do get to know the personalities 
of people, whether in Discord or in game, um, who are who are the jokers, who are the people that you know theoretically we've played with in the past that are quick to anger um, or get you know react to things the way we otherwise wouldn't expect or wouldn't yeah. hope. Um, so you, you just get to know who's who, and you get to know what buttons you can and can't push. Um, and it's it's hard because you even have different types of, of co-leaders, don't you? You have mm-hmm. vocal ones, those that are quick to volunteer. You have others that um, maybe just fill a lot of CCs on the war map, but, you know, don't really say anything or, you know. Um, and then, you, you know, everyone's got a different personality. So it's it, it can be interesting even managing the co-leaders. Um, and not that we have management problems with them at all. It's just... You know, every one of us has a very different style. And some people might even say, look, Fado, you're such a jerk in chat because you're always chirping so-and-so. I said, yeah, but that's just our personal relationship. And they, you know, but I'm also a co-leader and maybe someone who's newer will see that and be like, oh, that's okay here. Um, right. So even then, I have to check my my smart mouth a lot. Um, <laughs> and, and it's never often enough with me, trust me. Um, but touching on something earlier, Kat, I think you've struck on like a really good business idea, like clash estate planning, right? Who, you know, a clash will, who gets the server? Um, and it would be interesting. Like, I think at one point in time through clash files, we had the ear of someone involved with either development or management of discord. Um, they know we've got one of the mm-hmm. largest servers around, um, active servers, etc. Um, I'd love to hear their thoughts on that. Like, you know, because it, with with Clash, I think it's who's the co-leader who's been in clan the longest, I think is how they pass it down. And it's got to be like 90 days or, or maybe not. <laughs> it's just 90 days without activity from the leader. Um, but Discord, wow, that's a really good thing. Be, a really good, you know, topic because what if something happened to someone who owned an act, a very active server that there's a lot of good things going on in some of the servers I'm in a whole lot of good. Mm-hmm. Um, I see very little negative and, and if there's a lot of negative, I usually just, just quietly exit the server. Um, there are a lot of servers who've sprung up um, adjacent to the clash files family. Um, especially during COVID, a lot of people were, um, getting a lot of support from each other on those adjacent servers. And it had nothing to do with the game. It had everything to do with the people we met in the game. Um, Mm -hmm. So, but could you just rebuild that from the ground up if something were to happen? Oh my goodness. No, I mean, look, even as a developer, you're sometimes rolling your eyes about documentation sometimes, (laughs) all the time. But who documents like, oh, we've installed these bots and we've done this and we've done that. No, I can't imagine anyone has done that. No, so exactly. it's a really interesting, you know, the, the clash seems to have a bit of a workaround, um, but discord, you're right. Like that would be a real problem. A lot of people and, depend on discord. Yeah. And I mean, I have seen, I think there was one time in the raided where Mike was busy and he hadn't been on his account for like three months and a message came up and that you're, it sends a message in 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 game that your leader has been inactive for ninety days and leadership will pass to so and so. It tells you exactly who it's going to pass to. So I think that I think could, that's it. That could be a real <laughs> emergency if it if it ends up in my lap. 
<laughs> yeah, I think it was you and everybody panicked. <laughs> that actually happened in one of the CFF clans with uh, Rusty. Yeah, yeah. And it passed to someone we, or a, a co-leader that was active, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it so does that was, happen. It, it does, does work. work. So, and I guess another quick question is, what, if anything, can a clan or clan leadership specifically do? And, and is it our responsibility to do this to ensure that your membership is okay? You know, if you see somebody maybe who hasn't been on for a week, do you reach out to them? You know, what, what do you guys think? Fado? Well, you know, the, the new tools they gave us in, in game to figure out when people were last active, that's really helpful to identify that we can always hit up yes. on discord um so that's that's a good thing additionally you can tell you get to know the people you're clashing with in general um if you're active enough in the game you know again like who are the people who are picking each other up after you know when they seem to be down etc and you can kind of tell when when they're at, when that's absent when maybe not they are absent but when the behavior is absent and so you might sense that something's up and it really depends on your personal relationship with that person, whether you're comfortable enough, like the nature of how you reach out to them. Um, sometimes it's, you know, Hey, you know, we've been clashing together for years, you know, uh, something seems like it's up. Um, and, you know, I've only done that for a couple people and it wasn't ever anything serious, 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 you know? So, um, but you can usually tell when something's kind of off and, I guess, you know, I'm an oversharer by nature, so I will probably end up telling someone something's up before they would ever pick it up from me. Mm -hmm. um, but not everyone's like that. Um, so it's interesting. As a leader, it's more about, like, do I see anything, like, really negatively impacting the clan going on? Mm -hmm. And if so, then I'll step in. Otherwise, um, or or if I know the person very well, um, and not even, like, in real life, it just in the game if i know them real well i'll just be like hey is everything all right um but other than that like i'm I'm actually a little gun shy because i try not to assume and a lot of times you want there to be a cooling off period right you don't want to oh if someone just failed their attack and blew up in uh, you know and blew yes. up in clan chat you don't want to hit them on discord like within a moment because they're still emotional right mm -hmm. or, or they're still in that mindset so you need to everything needs to cool down a lot of times that cool down period and everything's back to normal if that becomes a pattern of behavior then we will probably chat about it in leadership chat and and try and figure out what we can do to to help um so that i know it's a bit of it's a, quite a lot of words and long-windedness but that's where i'm at on it peter i'd like to add um uh, what i notice about you cat is you if someone misses an attack, it's someone who is a normally a um, reliable attacker. The one thing you first say out of your mouth is, oh, I hope they're okay. I hope nothing happened. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, that is not always my first reaction. My first reaction is, uh, they just got busy. They just got distracted. And you immediately jump to, I hope they're okay. You know, I hope everything's okay. So I'm hoping you'll answer that more than us. Um, well, I think it goes back to a lot of things Fado said is like, by being in, in game, you get to sort of, quote unquote, know people and what their habits are. And, you know, if, if somebody who never misses an attack, like, say, for example, you, Peter, like, if you don't 
make an attack, like I'm going to reach out to you and go, hey, are you okay? Because it's not normal. Whereas there might be somebody who, you know, every other war, they might miss an attack and I'm not going to be too concerned about it. She loves you, Peter, more than the the rest of us. I think that's what I got <laughs> out of that. You know what? Cat had to remind me to make my uh, Town Hall 13 attack in PR, and uh, it really shook me. You know, I I feel like I I'm should be on the ball with these things. Uh, I I drifted into leadership there, and I I just I have trouble keeping track of all my accounts at the moment. Um, so I'm gonna early shout out Cat for kind of giving me the wake up call on my Town Hall 13. <laughs> No, I think it's it's very valuable. I I I often see you chasing people. And I think, oh, I wish you wouldn't chase people. You know, you got other stuff to do. And then I really, really appreciated that one. So, thanks. You're welcome. So, in closing, we just wanted to take a a few minutes to remember our good friend Hero. So I'll go around everybody, and we can each provide our our favorite memories. Um, I'll start. And one thing that I'll always remember is our very first Shade Outs, epi- Shade Outs episode. Um, we didn't know this, but there was a conspiracy brewing to get us to do Shade Outs. Hero wanted us to shade him out so badly. And <laughs> I think I, I ended up shading Carl. So he won the bet and they all, the losers all had to change their discord names for a month. So uh, that was pretty hilarious. <laughs> And it took us three weeks to figure it out. That was the sad part. <laughs> clueless. Yeah. Well, we were pretty clueless. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kato, how about you? Um, so I didn't know Hero as well as, as you guys did. But the one thing that strikes me is, you know, you can always, always tell the impact people had in their life um, when they pass. Um, and it's just a reminder of, of, you know, hug your, hug your, close ones um it's a shame that you know more often than not it takes someone's passing to appreciate all they meant um to us in retrospect um but what i do know is he's in with some absolute princes over there at uh, crystal 2j uh, to join so they they're just wonderful people and they attract the best of the best people um so you know hero was one of them Peter. Agreed. Hero said one thing on his podcast that is stuck with me to this day. And it, he was talking about how he would uh, promote the other podcasts and, you know, it wasn't really a rivalry. And he, the analogy he gave was the fisherman talking about when the tide comes in, all the boats get raised up. And, you know, that really struck me, even just saying it now, I got goosebumps again. You know, he was just that kind of guy. He wanted the best for everybody and mm-hmm. I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss him. Very much so. All right, let's go to shout-outs. Fado. Well, C2J is off-limit. I just shouted them out. So um, <laughs> I'm going to shout-out Royd um, for being just a heck of a clan mate, a funny guy, um, plays the game the way I'd love to play it, and he just brings a smile to my face, in whether it's in clan chat, um, as do just about every single person in the Clash Files family. Um, so thank you all. Peter? I have a, a, a bunch. Uh, Ink and I are still talking golf, so I'm going to shout Ink out. Uh, shout out to Carl and C-Note. Congratulations again on episode 100. Shout out to GCBC for his behind-the-scenes work, uh, getting everybody to kind of contribute to that 100th episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I actually have to throw a little bit of shade out. I, I know we're uh -oh. not doing this anymore, but after that last episode, remember we were talking, Fado, about the kitchen renovation? <laughs> and I said, oh, yeah, don't tell my wife. But uh, Miss P immediately said to my wife after she listened to the episode, oh, you need to listen to episode 47. And I'm like, what? Why would she say that to Jan about episode 47? Yeah, because I said, don't say that. So shade to you. Fado has disconnected. <laughs> <laughs> And my shout out is to the entire CTJ family, especially all the people who participated in the Hero Memorial War. And also to the Klaus Gaming family and everybody over there for putting together a team and then somehow matching CTJ for the mm -hmm. for the war. That was amazing. So shout out to everybody involved and shout out to everybody who's donated to support Hero's family. Amen. So thank you, everybody, for listening. The CFF is a family of clans in games such as Clash of Clans, Clash Royale, and many of the other Supercell games. We love to provide content via podcasts and other media. You can visit the Clash Files Discord to apply to any of our clans or to support our pods and events. As always, please send us your comments, ideas, and questions on Twitter at RedthornCOC or join the Clash Files Discord at discord.gg slash clashfiles. And we'll all sign off with Hero Signature. Deuces. Deuces. Deuces.